Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. How many of you know faith has to start by believing when it sees nothing, right? Then the next step of faith is that we stand our ground, right? Once we, re- we, we, we believe something, we release our faith, but we have to stand. Then how many of you know then there's the receiving the manifestation, and then we were talking about on Sunday, what happens after the manifestation. And that is that we hold fast to that which we have. Because as we were saying on Sunday, that the devil is busy trying to take from you everything that God has blessed you with. So faith believes, faith is released, faith stands. Let's say this, faith fights the good fight of faith. What, until the manifestation. And then, of course, then faith receives the manifestation. But then let's not let go of what we've received because we have to make sure that we hold fast. And we made this statement that mature faith is not only interested in just, I just want to get my manifestation. Mature faith wants to be strong at all of these different stages and places that faith comes into play. That we want to, we want to be good at standing our ground. Like we're still joyful. We want to be good that after we've received our manifestation, that we don't lose it. We want to have a mature faith that knows how to endure and we hold fast to it so that it's not taken from us. Um, So it says in Hebrews chapter one and verse one, it says this, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past under the father's by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and look at this, and upholding all things by the word of his power. How many of you know that after God spoke and all that you see went into being, all the universe, all the galaxies, the solar systems, all the planets, everything about creation that was put in place. Aren't you glad God didn't just walk off and leave it and say, hope you make it. If we don't hold fast to what we've received from God, it's the same thing as walking off and saying, hope you make it. That once we receive the manifestation, we have to parent that thing that we've received. In the sense of we watch over it, we uphold it, we protect it because the enemy would love to steal it from us. So let's not just receive the, the job that we needed. Let's keep our faith active over the job that God gave us. Why? So that we can increase and we don't diminish. If we start diminishing something, let's say we've been believing God financially. Let's say uh, you've been believing God for something physically and things start going in the downward direction, that's a sign that faith to hold fast is being called for. And that's why people lose miracles. That's why people lose healings. That's why people lose jobs and incomes and homes and things that God has blessed them with is because they did not hold fast to it with their faith afterwards. Let's think about Peter. Remember when he saw Jesus walking on the water? And um, 
he said to Jesus, if that's you, bid me come. So Jesus said, come. So Peter did the right thing in that he waited for the word, right? But once the word was given, he came. And you know how he came? On top of water. He came with a miracle. He came on a miracle. The thing is, is that he started and proceeded on the miracle, but he lost it. How did he lose it? Circumstances got his attention. So notice this. Anything we've received from God, the devil would love to use circumstances to try to get from you what you've received from God. What was Peter's? Peter's job was hold fast. You're already walking. Just keep doing. Just keep obeying the word. Hold fast to what you have so that you don't lose it. But that's what happened is he ended up losing it. Now, so that we hold fast, the thing that we must do is have an, a continual ongoing intake of the word. If we do not have an ongoing intake of the word, it's going to show up in our hold. It's going to, we start backing off. Anybody ever been there? You started believing God for something. I mean, you went after it. You maybe heard a sermon. You read a book. Uh, you, you fed on something of the word that stirred you up and got you. You know what? I'm, I'm not putting up with what I've been putting up with. And you start going after that with your faith. And then you stay with it for about a week. And then all of a sudden you slip back to the old habits, right? And then the ground you, you took you kind of step off of that ground. You're not as vigilant. You're not maybe as bold. You're not as aggressive with your faith, not as watchful. Why is that? It's because we quit hearing the word. That's why holding fast is going to be compromised if we don't keep hearing the word. So to hold fast to what we've received, we have to keep hearing the same word that brought that thing into manifestation. Now, <clears throat> anytime we have backed up on standing our ground, we quit hearing. We've got to correct our hearing to again hold fast. Now, the word says that faith comes by how? Faith comes by hearing. There is no other way that faith comes. There is no other way faith comes. Think of all the things that you do during your day. You get up, you tend to things in the home. Those of you with young children, you tend to the children. You get dressed, you go to work, you clean the house, you run errands, you carry out daily responsibilities. And you know this, none of those things give you faith. And they take our whole day. <laughs> Isn't that right? Now, don't misunderstand me. We have to handle our responsibilities. But what that means is that so much of our day is in dealing with things that give us no faith. And we have to be aware. Even though we're fulfilling our profession, it doesn't give us any faith. Even though we may be praying, it doesn't give us any faith. Right? We may be serving in the local church, but that doesn't give us any faith. Right? It's a, it, is when it shows that faith is present. But the only thing 
that gives us faith is feeding on the word. So if we're going to hold fast to all the things that God has blessed us with and hold fast to the things that he has spoken to us that haven't manifested yet, we're going to have to keep hearing. Can I say that? Keep hearing. When you sense that your grasp is loosening on something, you're not as, uh, as vigilant. You're not as watchful over it. It's a hearing problem. Go back to hearing the word and because of hearing the word, it will help tighten your grasp again. That hand of faith will gain the strength it needs because faith is coming to strengthen that hand of faith. Does that make sense to you? Hallelujah. Remember I was telling about, I, I, I so love it with, um, when Dad Hagen, when he went back to school as a youth and he was raised up off the deathbed and the principal, uh, Mr. Smart, called him in and said, do you think it's a good idea for you to be coming to class because he said the teachers are scared to death that you're going to fall dead in their class. Isn't that something good to get to overcome? The teachers are scared to death you're going to fall dead in their class. And the doctor said... Uh, that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to fall dead in their class. And the doctor said, I guarantee you, he'll be dead in 90 days. So you can imagine the mental countdown that happens. And Dad Hagen said when he would go home at night and that mental countdown would start happening when he's alone in his bedroom at night. And the doctor said to Mr. Smart, the school principal said, that boy has the strongest willpower of anyone I've seen. And Brother Hagen said, I am not up by willpower. I am up by faith. But then he followed it with the important statement, and my faith will hold. My faith will hold. My faith will hold. My faith will hold. What's he saying? I'm not going to lose what I've received from God. That's what he's saying. My faith will hold. Amen. Our faith must hold. Now, <clears throat> the devil is going to launch counterattacks. Because people will say, listen, I was the same way years ago. I thought anything I receive from God, you, it's always yours. Anytime God heals you, you're just always healed. Anytime God blesses you with that job, that money just keeps coming. Have you ever noticed? I remember when I first got born again, it just seemed like the first year or so, everything just fell into my lap. I just had to even think about, boy, I need this, and it would show up. And I go, boy, I must be a some faith humdinger. <laughs> That had nothing to do with me being a faith humdinger. I will say this, that God will show himself strong. When you are a new believer, he shows himself strong and, and he's showing you that if you'll be faithful, that this is how easy life will be for you. But then after the new wears off, and then it seems like you have to fight every devil in hell for every rent payment, for every car payment, for every bit of food. It seems like everything is opposed. When you first got saved, it's like nothing was really that opposed. What was that? God was being good to you. But because he's still being good to you, now he lets you feel opposition, not from him, 
But you feel that because he wants to train you to not be moved by what you feel. And so now the things that used to just drop on you, you get to really be aggressive about laying hold of. Anybody remember those early, they called the honeymoon days or whatever. What is that called? Something like that. But I just know that the, 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 the further you go with God, the more uh, he's going to expect of your faith. And holding fast is one of the things that he expects out of our faith life. That it's not just about receiving our miracle then walking off and saying, I got it made. Now, so if, if you recognize, because some have, and I had that mindset that if God gives me something, it just always stays. And that's not true. If God gives you a house, that house won't always just stand up and say, you know something, we're just here for you. <laughs> You're going to have to fight the fight of faith to maintain it. Why is it? Because the devil launches counterattacks to try to back you off of the ground you took. Um, in World War II, there was a certain thing that one of the soldiers was talking about. And he made this statement. He said, there was this particular island that we took. And he said, we took it 12 times and lost it 11 times. They took it and then what would, how did they lose it? Counterattack. The enemy showed back up. And the first time I guarantee you, they thought they had it made. But then the enemy showed up and in their state of relaxation or resting or not being as watchful, the enemy took it. They had to take it, they said 12 times. And the enemy took it back 11 times. And that 12th time they took it and they never lost it again. How many times in my own Christian life I can look back and say, I lost things time and time again. What was that due to? Not holding fast in the face of a counterattack. Amen. And then how do you not hold fast in the face of a counterattack? You're not hearing enough. You have to keep hearing. Hearing gives you holding. Hearing gives you holding power. If your holding power is slipping, your hearing is slipping. And remember this, nothing you do throughout the day is going to give you faith except the word that you hear. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. And so people will lose things and the devil will point, well, evidently you just never did get, you just never were healed to begin with. No, you were healed, but just because you lost it doesn't mean you have to keep losing it. Just because you've been messing, mess, missing it at a certain step. Have you ever gone through your life and there's a certain place you keep tripping over, a certain wall you keep hitting, a certain passage that you can't seem to get past? Well, just because you hadn't got past it doesn't mean you can't. How are you going to get past? You're going to have to hear more of the word to put some hold in you so that you can get past that place that has continued to back you up in your life. How many of you know that's true? How many times with symptoms? I mean, the uh, symptoms show up and the devil knows and you go, you know what? I'm done. I'm done relying on that, you know, that 
that remedy, whatever you may use. And the devil hears that. <laughs> and then before long, you got that remedy back out. What was it? It wasn't that so much a faith issue. It was a hearing issue. And when you get hearing things, it starts putting faith in you and that faith starts taking, getting movement and you start holding on to stuff instead of being okay with losing what you used to get. Amen. There was a, a woman that went to one of Oral Roberts crusades during the fifties and she had been born blind. And, um, uh, she got in his healing line. Now she was in midlife. She was in her forties or fifties and instantly her sight came back. So, you know, we're talking a notable miracle she had never seen before. And within three weeks, there were some family members that were over at her house and they were all Christians, but their minds weren't renewed. And she was starting to lose her sight. And this one preacher was there in her home with other family members that were visiting that day. And they came up to her and they just said, oh, Sally, we're just so afraid you're just going to lose your, that you're going to lose your healing. You're going to go blind again. Well, isn't that great? <laughs> well, you know, they've already let go. You can't keep people around you who let go and think you're going to hold tight. Because people who let go around you will help you let go. So keep people around you who know how to hold fast. Know who those people are. You can't get rid of all unbelievers out of your life. Sometimes they're your own relatives or family and you've got to be kind. But know where your holding station is. Know where the station is of people that help you hold. And so this, this preacher said, I got so fiery mad because he said she ended up going back totally blind. And he said, and they helped her go that way. Why? Because that's what she was hearing. Then there was another woman who was blind and she went to those Oral Roberts meetings and her eyesight came back. And she uh, was walking through the house several weeks later and all of a sudden she started losing her sight. And uh, does that mean she's lost her healing? No, it means there's a counterattack. And so she just said, thank you, Father, that, I'm, that, that my eyes are whole. That went on for three weeks. Her eyes got worse and worse and worse until she was completely blind. At the end of three weeks, she just kept holding fast. And at the end of three weeks, she's walking through the house and her sight came back fully and it never lost it again. Why? Because she had mastered the skill of holding fast. And the devil couldn't work that against her anymore. I... Uh, and those, that's, the, that's the difference of the two. The devil was working the exact same strategy against both. One ended up back where they were and one continued on. But it looked like they had lost it before it came back. Sometimes when you're holding fast, it looks like you've lost. But you keep holding. 
you keep holding. The only thing that says you lose is if you quit holding. Um, I remember when my financial gal came to me after about five months after Ed went home to be with the Lord and said, Pastor, she said, um, you have a large sum that is due. I believe it was like July 1st. And I said, oh, I was unaware of that. <laughs> but now I'm aware. And this was like February. And I said to God, I said, God, what do I do about that? Because I always talk to him about it. I don't just sit down and try to figure out a financial plan. I talk to him about it. I could go get a loan. Do I borrow the money? What do I do? What's my approach? And God said this to me, don't do anything. Do you know how hard it is to not do anything? Because if this one, this one amount that I owed was not paid, that it had a domino effect on every other project we were doing. And so anytime I would think about it, I would just say, well, he said, don't do anything. And I wasn't not doing anything because I was negligent. It took more faith to not do something because the flesh wanted to go do something. The flesh wanted to calculate. The flesh wanted to get some backup plans, you know. And so, but that's just what I, and, and the thing is, it wasn't, it wasn't an audible voice. It was just a sense. Don't do anything. And brother, you have to know you're following the piece of that when so much is riding on it. You don't want to be a rookie at those times. There was only one avenue that I knew of where that money could come through. And uh, one month before the money was due, it was the first week of June, the lawyer called me and said, Nancy, I know that there was this one avenue that you were looking at that money could come through. And he said, that avenue just shut down. That's not going to happen. I said, no problem. Why? Because I'm not looking to avenues. I'm not trusting in avenues. I'm not resting on avenues. I'm resting on God. That way, if avenues change, I'm untroubled because I'm not resting on them. Why do people let go of what they're holding to? Many times they're holding fast to an avenue instead of holding fast to what God said. Holding fast. They're holding fast to their paycheck. They're holding fast to their income. They're holding fast to their house. They're holding fast to something tangible that they can calculate. And so I said, no problem. And I went to God and I said, I want you to know it's still not my problem. And I said, if that avenue doesn't, if that avenue closes down and that's not the avenue, I know this, you've got another avenue. So I thank you for whatever avenue you have. See, I don't talk about what avenue I don't have. I talk about there must be more. This is all holding fast in your thought life. In your thought life, you have to hold fast to what God said to you. All I had in my heart was don't do anything. A week later, the uh, lawyer called me back and said, we got that avenue open back up and you'll be receiving the money within a few days. And I received that money. 
about two and a half weeks before it was due. But can I tell you this? I firmly believe that was the devil who put that smoke screen of this avenue is not going to work. Why? To get me out of faith. If he can get me out of faith, he can shut down that avenue. So he, if I could say this, he did a false shutdown. Because it really didn't shut down. But he could play with circumstances to make it look like a false shutdown. Why? To get me out of faith. Because if I get out of faith, then he can do a total shutdown. This is what I want you to know. Don't you change your hold just because circumstances around you change and avenues around you change. This is what mature faith does. It holds fast to the word and to what God said. It's not holding to circumstances. It's not holding. And see, I've had people say to me, you need to learn this. I've had people say to me, Pastor Nancy, I'm going to go to the doctor. Believe with me that I'll get a good report. I go, I know right then they're not in faith. Because what are they doing? They're holding to a good report being given. They already have a good report. Himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. You don't have to, if you're going to wait to see what the doctor says to see what you're anchored to, you're not in faith. Don't ever, so don't ever fall into that trap. Believe with me for a good report. You have a good report. I'm not talking about just medically. Sometimes people say financially, we need a good report from the bank or we need a good report on the sale of our house or something like that. You have a good report. Don't believe, don't set your faith on the good reports that men agree with. That's a sign that your faith is attached to the wrong thing. Amen. That's how come you can rest when there's no good report that's being offered you by somebody else because you've already anchored yourself to the word. And that report is enough to anchor you. Amen. So you have to, to hold fast is also holding fast to what God said to you. That's what I had to do when God said, don't do anything about that money that you need. So that's whole, that's part of holding fast. To hold fast, you have to know what God's saying to you or you won't be able to hold fast. You have to, what's the Spirit saying to you about your situation? And sometimes he may just direct you to a scripture. Well, good. Then that's what you hold fast to. You don't have to have an audible word. You just have to have something that stands up in your spirit. My husband, years ago... Um, he had a church in Torrance, California before we were ever married. In the 70s, he did. He pastored that church for eight and a half years. Then he moved to Tulsa. And then we met there in Tulsa and then came back out here and started this church. But uh, in the course of that church he had in Torrance, uh, God directed him to a building. And they were, uh, they, they had gotten the building and uh, it wasn't zoned for a church. And so God told them, that's your building. Or let me say, God told Ed, that's your building. So Ed told the church, this is our building. So they, uh, <clears throat> they raise the money. They get everything in place financially. Then they have to go to a city meeting and for a zoning, a rezoning of it. And so they had all these different people there 
neighbors and different ones that did not want it to be zoned for a church. Different people. Uh, in fact, it was in an industrial area as well. And so people were there to fight it. The mayor was there and said, uh, there's an airport at the end, uh, you know, over there by that. So the, a plane could fall out of the sky and kill, fall, on, fall on your building, kill everybody. <laughs> so Ed got up and said, well, mayor, just last week, you dedicated a hospital at the end of the runway. Just right a block or so off the end of the runway, you dedicated a hospital. You weren't afraid of it then. And so they had people stating reasons why it should not be zoned to allow the church to be there. And so after everybody gave their arguments, the city council took a vote and by one vote, it was voted down. So Ed said, they, the whole congregation had come and filled that meeting room, you know, cause some, those are open to the public. The public can come. So Ed said, y'all all come. And he said, y'all just sit in there and you pray in the spirit quietly. <laughs> so they're all, you know, he said it sounded like bees in the background. Like, because the whole congregation's in there praying in other tongues. And they take the vote because everybody thinks it's going to pass. Because you said that God said that was our building. So they took the vote and they voted it down. And so they counted it out and says, well, it didn't pass. And Ed said, all the buzzing went quiet. They quit praying in, the, in tongues for me. Now they're just, look, he said, they're all looking at me. Like you said, this is our building and they voted it down. Can you imagine? So he just, he's there and he says to God, he says, God, what do I do? And God said to him, don't do anything, just stand still. That's not the easiest thing to do. He said, every one of them were looking at me. And then he said, he just stood there. And then a few moments passed. And then the court recorder said, uh, my machine jammed when we went to do the vote and I did not get the names of all the votes. So we need to re-vote. So they re-voted and one of the city council members said, oh, just give it to them and changed his vote and they walked out with it. That's the way you think, why do things like that happen to Christians? Because no, no devil is opposing the bars and the theaters. They don't have the opposition. The devil is helping them get stuff in the city that takes the city a wrong direction. But when you have God's word, the devil's going to oppose it. So just be ready for the fight. You know, I've seen people that, you know, they, which is great for them, but I've never had it. People go to put their house on the market and before it's even been got the sign isn't even warm in the yard yet. And somebody comes by and pays cash. I go good for you. But nothing like that has ever happened in my life. I've had to fight for every single thing I got. God bless you. <laughs> because you see some people just kind of lift their way into goodness and all these other things. But it seems like it took every bit of hold. You ever seen mountain climbers? And they put those, 
Uh, now these free, well, these, these free climbing ones, you know, with no ropes or anything. Wow, that's wild. But you see these ones that are using all their climbing gear and it takes great effort for them to hammer a handle into a gap in a rock so that they can put their weight on it. Every single, every single hold requires great effort for them to be able to hold on to that. That's really, you just have to realize that's what faith thrives on. Real faith thrives on that. Because uh, the flesh would just like, why doesn't just somebody just come and just give me all the money for that house or offer me that job? And it just never happens that way for you. Uh, why? Because uh, the devil hates you. <laughs> Amen. And it, the more he opposes you, it shows how frightened he is of your faith. He is frightened of your faith. Amen. So all opposition, you need to be complimented at. Ah, oh, the devil's afraid of my faith. But he won't be if we don't have hold in it. Amen. So we have to learn to hold fast. Now, our usefulness to God will be determined by our ability to hold fast. There are people, let me say this, that if they receive an answer to something they're believing for, that's great. But if you don't know how to hold fast, God won't be able to use us in the hard things. Everything will have to be easy or we can't be used if we don't know how to hold fast. So the more we know how to hold fast, the more we have practice at holding fast, the greater God can use us because he knows that he's found somebody who won't quit just because opposition shows up. They go to the end. Your faith is not just for receiving a manifestation. Your faith is for going to the end and not losing anything on the way. Amen. So 2020, our best year yet. That means things are going to come to us in this year. Let's make sure we don't lose any of it in 2021. Amen. Because the devil has heard us say best year yet. Amen. So take inventory. What do I need to tighten my grip on? And what do I refuse to let go of? Amen. Are you helped tonight? Holding fast. That is such an important role of faith because we just love it when the answer shows up and we start relaxing our faith. But when we relax our faith, the devil takes advantage of someone who's not being watchful. What's it talk about? Uh, Paul talks about be watchful, be vigilant because the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking, seeking whom he may devour seeking what he can get from somebody. Amen. So make sure that when he sees us, he sees a grip he can't, he can't undo. Amen. That we have hold in our faith that we're able to say like dad Hagen, I'm not up by willpower. I'm up by faith and my faith will hold. Amen. Hallelujah. 
We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.